this retro thing for what it is Nostalgia goggles heavy on those things when we were kids I've got the memories of falling while my hair is turning gray I'm digging back on all the things that were better yesterday So for all those things nostalgic I also do is delight Hello and welcome to episode two, well, episode two of September Lock, episode 109, I think, of this whole charade that we got going. Uh, we, t- we took you to the future, now we're going to go to the future kind of again? <laughs> yeah, kind of like the present in the past. Present in the past, the presence, the past's presence idea of the future, <laughs> which is also <laughs> what Demolition Man was, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Rob's here, and we're doing the net. Yay! Yeah, I'm excited. Um, it's been too long since my last Sandra Bullock episode. Uh, yeah, back when we birthed this idea as a joke, <laughs> and that's the new podcast rule: is no jokes. If you float an idea, you got to get ready to act on it. Yeah, it sounded like the joke almost became the new podcast when you said, "Welcome to episode two. I thought we'd splinter. <laughs> <laughs> It's now called Flipping Through Filmographies, and we're going to watch everything that Sandra Bullock ever did. I, was, uh, I shared this with some friends that I was with last night, and they were like, oh, that's really cool. Which ones? And then I named all four, and they hadn't seen any of them. So there you go. But then we've made the right call. <laughs> I have now had a, a couple more people be like, oh, I'm surprised Miss Congeniality is not there. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe next year. Or maybe if we can figure out how to fit her name into another month. Mm. We'll just keep it going. December lock. <laughs> We've covered all the Christmas content already. <laughs> There's no more. Yeah, we can't do October, which I think we also floated with. Yeah, but Halloween. So. Uh, fine. Uh, what is your history with the net? Um, I can't remember the first time I saw it, but when I did, I loved it. Um, I, I would guess it would probably be late nineties and like an accidental channel Four movie night on a Sunday when they didn't know what else to put on. Um, yeah. And there were bit, the bits that stuck with me were not necessarily the bits that we'll probably talk about in this episode, uh, but I've probably seen it five times since. Wow. Okay. You, yes, you are more of a net head. That's what we call net fans <laughs> than I am. Uh, I, so I guess, is this then the year that birthed your affinity for Bullock? Because this is the same year as while you were sleeping. So is this like your favorite Bullock year ever? That would make sense, wouldn't it? But I feel like neither of these was my, was my starting point for her. But then what would have been? Speed? I probably saw Speed before. Probably Speed. Yeah. Speed was right before this. We're actually weirdly going, well, I guess not really in chronological order. We could have if we had done Speed. But as I repeated numerous times on yesterday's episode, we are not. <laughs> so, but yeah, Speed 94, Demolition Man 93, and now we're, we're, we're into 95. This is when, you know, Speed had launched Sandra Bullock to the top of Hollywood. And so she did While You Were Sleeping and The Net. Hmm. So, yeah, I was much older when I saw Demolition Man. And then I was just like, oh, Sandra Bullock again. Okay, I didn't realize that was before these. <laughs> yep. Uh, we have talked about it on the episodes with whatever his fake name is, Telly something something Toby. yeah uh how his uncle gave him this just this crate of vhs tapes of movies that we used to just like oh let's watch this one let's watch this one the net was one of those ah. uh that was contained in the treasure trove of vhs movies that he was gifted and i, I haven't seen it much since i think i've probably seen it two times total and both were probably around that time. Mm-hmm. But I have carried this affection forward because it's not like there's a lot of praise for the net out there. So whenever people talk about it, it's usually in a like, oh, I don't know about that. And I've always been there to say, how dare you? The net is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Having not really seen it in probably to almost 25 years because it did just celebrate its 25th anniversary. We're a little late, but not too bad. I think it Yeah, I noticed we were pretty close. Yeah, end of July. End of July. So not too bad. Mm-hmm. I already sac- feel you uh, walking back that defense of this movie, but I guess we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. So the net is your classic computers are still pretty new and scary 
and here are all of the things that could go wrong if we let computers get too much power. We're still making movies like this, basically. Mm-hmm. Die Hard 4 that we already covered is basically this. Like, everything's on computers, and if the right person got in, it would be chaos. So Sandra Bullock plays Angela Bennett, which is the most confident I've ever been about a character name on this show. <laughs> I was reflecting s- on that while watching it, yeah. <laughs> they say the name Angela Bennett. So many goddamn times. <laughs> if you went through all eight Harry Potter movies and added up how many times someone says Harry Potter, it would be probably on par with how many people say Angela Bennett. Because this whole movie is like, that's not Angela Bennett. I'm Angela Bennett. See? Angela Bennett. That is 90% of the dialogue in this movie. I'm not Ruth Marks. Yeah, that's the second most named character is Ruth yep. Marks, her, her new alter ego. <laughs> how can she be Angela Bennett when I'm Angela Bennett? <laughs> So you're saying that this is for Angela Bennett. And if I sign Angela Bennett on this paper, then I, as Angela Bennett, can enter the United States. <laughs> That's right, Angela Bennett. <laughs> so she, she's, this, she's a computer expert, or whatever a computer expert looked like in 1995. She you know, lives on her own. She spends all of you know We spend the opening part of the movie establishing she's a loner she has an office job but she works out of state she doesn't even go into to her job as a physical presence but we see in the early stages she helps them out with something and they're like oh whatever we pay you it's not enough you're so good at the computers and so then we know from that scene oh she's really good at computers and then we know she's a loner because she orders pizza on the internet through pizza.net. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's funny, you've set it up the exact way that I remember this movie starting, but in fact, you've glossed over the actual start of the movie, which always comes as a little bit of a surprise to me. I already forget. Um, you, you see the Secretary of Defense leaving some government building, which oh, I can't remember which yes. one is. Uh, and then he, he has a phone call where I think he says something along the lines of, so this is now reality, and gets confirmation. Drives to a park, says... Hello to his wife and his kid. Tells them he loves them and then shoots himself. Yeah. In a park, which is just mean. Yeah. People are going to find you there. Mm-hmm. Have some courtesy. Yeah, so we later found out that he was a politician who was very anti-gay rights on the surface, but was secret gay. And they were going to out him, basically, and also like, fabricated that he had AIDS. Uh, so we don't we don't know that at this point. We just know that he tested positive for AIDS, and that's why he killed himself. And then the stories the stories link, so we'll get there. yeah. <laughs> uh, so Angela Bennett, and we can never just call her by her first name because we have to remain true to the to the source material. Uh, orders her pizza dot net pizza in an era where I don't think that was a thing, but it's funny to, that they had the monopoly just pizza dot net. That's it. <laughs> she clicks some boxes, enters her name, gets her pizza. Uh, she discovers, or no, she doesn't discover it. Her colleague discovers this weird backdoor virus thing and calls attention to it. And he collects viruses. So Sandra yeah. Bullock cleans up the virus and then puts it on on a disc, on a hard disc, and goes to give it to him. But she, he done gets murdered because there's a whole group of shadow people called the what the praetorians the pre- yeah i think it's pronounced praetorians yeah yeah who who want this disc but sandra bullock doesn't know that for about 45 minutes because the first act of this movie she's talking about oh, i'm going to go on holiday i'm going to go on holiday and then she does and she meets this charming dude who also coincidentally is in all the same stuff she's into and we know he's a bad guy because we've seen movies before <laughs> but she doesn't so for the most, what, first act of the movie, we just watched these two have what in a normal movie would be a falling in love vacation story, except he just wants this virus. Mm. And it's I mean, that, of- that, that is a classic falling in love story for a lot of British men who go abroad to Ibiza or Spain. They, they know they're probably getting a virus. <laughs> yeah. Is that like, a, what, is that code for something? Like an STI, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, he's British, this guy as well. So, I mean, doubling down on the, he's the villain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Never, ever trust any man who comes up to you on a beach and is like, oh, you all are computers too. But if, well, as soon as he busts out the accent, you, you immediately should know, uh-oh, 
what do I have that you want? Like mm-hmm. A zip disk, a virus, <laughs> some sort of USB key. Yeah, I watched this with Melissa and we were entertained by the idea that they saw the size of each other's laptops and were like, oh, you're a hacker too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh my God, the lingo. <laughs> we're here on this beautiful beach and all I want to know is where I can plug my modem in. <laughs> you suck, <laughs> mid-90s. Uh, no, that's good. That was a euphemism as well. You think so? For penises? <laughs> was, was the modem his penis? I guess. Oh. Hmm. It's not very good. I would hope you guys would bring better wordplay than that. You have no, so many can... amazing turns of phrases. Yeah, but we're also kind of awkward around girls. So. Okay, well, yeah, but she's a you know, it's the it's, she's a nerd, right? Yeah, but you know Hugh Grant wouldn't be landing his lines any better. No. But he would you know, he's not going for that. This guy's slick. Hugh Grant is like what's the I can't like he's he's bumbling. He's got a bumbling yeah, charm. He flaps. Yeah. Yeah. I, maybe is that one of those British turns of turns of phrases uh, I was I just guess, talking about? I guess it must be. <laughs> um, yeah, the first part of this movie is a little dull, Rob, as we just watch them fall in love. But we know, you know, it treats a bit as a big reveal when a guy steals her purse and he goes to chase the guy, and then they have a little conversation about where's the disc, and you're supposed to go, oh, he's the baddie. I'm not sure that you are because when you're when you're in the airport, I think you see the, the back of the back of the guy's neck, and it's very clearly not the guy that you then see watching them from afar. Mm. It's obviously the guy who's with her instead. So I think, to me, this this movie has a, a certain level of tenseness to it all the way through. But I don't know if that's because I've seen it before. I didn't I'm just constantly bracing myself. <laughs> I didn't get much of that for the first part. Mm. Not until she's on the boat. Mm-hmm. They go out in a boat, and that's when he decides to you know, hey. Where'd that disc at? I have this gun. And then she takes the ammo out of the gun and then pretty nonchalantly shows him that she has the ammo. Yeah. Yeah, that was a strange move. Like, if you're smart enough to know that the situation is threatening, probably keep the gun and, you know, fire a couple of warning shots. Yeah. But he's like, where are the bullets? And she just kind of sheepishly is like, here they are. It's like, you had all of the leverage there. Mm -hmm. Toss them over the side of the boat. Kick him in the junk and then harpoon him in the neck. <laughs> Credits, I guess. Uh, but here's the thing, Rob. There's no disc because the disc done got broke. Mm. And I forget what happens to the broken disc. Did she just throw it out? No, the disc, the disc doesn't get broken until she escapes, actually. Because then she lands in the hospital and there's that like Spanish doctor who comes over and she's like, I- I'm looking for, I'm looking for something, something. And then she, I can't remember what she gives him. He gives her first, but then she's like, what about a disc, a green, a green square disc? And he's like, Oh, and then picks up the only thing on the side table, which is the green wrecked disc. Yeah. Does she, what does she then do with it? Because the rest of the movie, they're like, where's the disc? Where's the disc? And she keeps saying there is no disc. Couldn't she just go look? Did she not yeah, take it with her? Yeah, that's a good point. It's completely screwed. This it is, is bro- it. yeah, it is End broken. Yeah, these are also expensive, so I don't have a backup. Yeah, and what's going to be on the disc anyway? Because I mean, it, it just seems like the software was built with a link to other websites on it. Yeah, I guess the link <laughs> in a Word doc. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I don't remember how technology worked. Back then. I don't think I had the internet until three or four years after this movie came out, maybe? Yeah, same. Maybe even five for me. I was slow. It was pre-2000. I would have to... I can base it around when certain video games came out, probably. I would just have right. to go back and check. But it was probably like 97, 98 that we got internet. Um, so then that's when the movie really kicks into gear. Although, actually, no, earlier, one comment, because when the guy steals her purse... She very calmly explains that I had everything in there. Mm. My credit cards, my passport. And she's saying it as though, oh, I had everything in there. Some gum, some Tic Tacs. Like just <laughs> the most casual, like, oh, man. And then she's, she apologizes to him. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm complaining about, about all this. It's like, you are, are you not freaking out that you're stuck? Yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. His reaction should have shifted. I think in the end she would still apologize because she's just nice. Yes. Um, and she would be feeling more horror for the fact that he was bleeding and had tried to save her stuff than the fact that her stuff was gone. 
I guess. Yeah, that's fair. It's just that both of them should have been escalated significantly. Yeah. <laughs> then, so then we we get into the, the bulk of it, which is her identity. Well, no, she doesn't know her de- identity has been stolen until she gets back. But they, why do they make her, they make her sign. As yeah, well, it's not exactly, she, she does, she started to realize that her identity's gone already. Because first of all, she gets back to the hotel. Because oh, that's obviously yes. what you would do when someone's trying to kill you. You would go back to where they can find you. And stupidly, they're not waiting there for her. So like everyone in this movie is a little bit stupid while also being super intelligent in other situations. Well, they have computer skills, but not people skills. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so but, she goes back to the hotel. She's told that Angela Bennett already checked out. And the guy is just like, the mo- he is not sympathetic with her situation at all. Like, no, I'm Angela Bennett. Angela Bennett is me. That is, the name Angela Bennett is my name. <laughs> and he's, I can't help you. Next. Yeah, basically. Uh, yeah, that's true. And then she, because she has no ID, that all got stolen with the purse. And so then, then I guess she phones the consulate or whatever. The yeah, agency. and they're, but I don't remember why she can't say she's Angela Bennett. They say, is this you? Is this you, Ruth Marks? I just need you to sign Ruth Marks. And then she says, wait, if I don't sign, she asks enough questions that the other person, we know, of course, who was in on it, but if she wasn't, would be like, I don't think you get to sign this anymore. Cause she's just asking all these. So if I don't sign this as Ruth Marks, you won't let me back into the country. Right. It's like, that's correct. But I don't remember already why she had the sign Ruth Marks and not Angela Bennett. No, I can't. I, I'm not sure either. You've, you've exposed a huge plot hole there. <laughs> I'm sure there was a reason. But anyway, she signs as Ruth Marks, gets back home, and then finds out her house is up for sale. He says, no, you're not the Angela Bennett lives here, and you're Ruth Marks. And they, you know, the, the shadow hackers make a fake police file for her and give her some very degrading crimes. It's like drugs and prostitution. And, yeah. And there's a, a warrant out for her arrest, so she can't go to the cops now, and she's on the run. Yeah, that's the net. But he doesn't do that immediately. It's weird. He lets her go home first and discover that her house is being sold and all of her possessions are gone, and then puts those arrest warrants out. Yeah, he's doing it right as the cop is about to go and check. And there, you're right, there was no reason to wait that long. They could have had that ready to go and just been like, okay, well, we don't have to worry about that anymore. But instead, it's down to the second he is typing up her, her criminal record as the cop is pulling up her name. Yeah, yeah. And he's just been sitting outside the house for presumably a few hours. So that's, you're right, that's just lazy. These people are bad at this. It's amazing it goes as well as it does. And that's when we get into another weird point in the movie where they're asking her, you know, I have no ID. If you could just show us a piece of ID, we'd know you're Angela Bennett. She can't show any ID, but she also has literally no human being on the planet, well, one guy, who can vouch for her as her existence. Yeah, and to be fair to them, they do tease that moment earlier on because when she's getting the FedEx delivery at the start, one of the neighbors kind of glances at her and she gives a kind of a what are you looking at kind of look as if nobody really knows what's going on in that house and who lives there. So. Yeah, that's true. But, and oh, so her mom is not well, I think is all they describe. It kind of insinuates no, she mentions that she, Al- she Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's specifically, yeah. Yeah, dad's dead. She doesn't go to her job, so no one there knows what she looks like, which then later allows them to install a fake Angela Bennett. But the only one who knows her is her ex-psychiatrist, also slash, boyfriend. Slash boyfriend. Always. Yeah. yeah. Which he, seems like he, he's a bad he's, psychiatrist. Yeah, I think he's married. Um, hmm. And she's, she was his bit on the side for a while, and there's probably more bits on the side. Yeah, that was odd. Yeah, and... He continues our September lock theme of early to mid nineties comedians who aren't really relevant anymore. And you messaged me about this before this episode and I have no idea who this guy is. Yeah. So my brother was a fan. So I actually texted him before we recorded and was like, can you explain why? De-? Cause Dennis Leary, I, I explained to Kim yesterday. Uh, Dennis Miller was kind of a similar thing. Dennis Leary's whole thing was rants, and so was Dennis Miller. I'll mm. read my brother's thing in a second, but Dennis Leary was more about, you know, ah, I want to 
I want to eat hamburgers and no one's going to tell me to be politically correct. Yeah. We were all, you know, we really liked that for a couple years for reasons right. I'm not clear on. Dennis Miller was kind of the same, but his rants were more about aren't people stupid? Like he was more of a smarmy prick character. Like, you know, Oh, look at these idiots. And I feel like one of his things was he made obscure references. Oh. I don't, like he would be like, Oh, Bill Clinton's in the hot seat. His seat's hotter than some person from the 50s who was known for being sweaty. And we'd be all like, what the fuck is Dennis Miller talking about? I think that was a thing <laughs> he did. But anyway, I'll read my, uh, my brother's breakdown. He was also in a uh, Tales from the Crypt movie from the 90s called Bordello of Blood. Hmm. And everyone, I watched a documentary about it like a year ago and everyone, like he was a dick on the set. He didn't want to do the movie. Like he was just this giant asshole the whole time. And then after they finished production, he went on Letterman or some talk show and just, they were like, oh, so you got this movie coming out, Bordello Blood. Like, yeah, it's a piece of shit. Don't see it. So <laughs> everyone that you see these interviews in this documentary and they're like, what the fuck? I think they sued him because you're not allowed to do that, but Sounding like if I go to his IMDb, he should be known for the net. <laughs> uh, oh, he will be. It'll be the net right. and Bordello of Blood. In fact, I have the net page pulled up, so let me just quickly click his name. <laughs> and Saturday Night Live. He was on Saturday Night Live. Oh, okay. Uh, known for Joe Dirt. That's right. He's like the radio host who interviews him. Uh, the Net. Mm-hmm. Murder at 1600, which I've never actually seen, but stars Demolition Man's Wesley Snipes. And his show, Dennis Miller oh, Live. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, he hasn't done much recently. He's very conservative now. Like he always had a little bit of that, but his humor now is definitely very like, ah, cry baby liberals, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. The one thing that I read about him after you piqued my interest with this was that he was a, a, a NFL broadcaster for a while and was voted one of the worst in history. Yeah, I was, yes. I'm glad you said the second part. Cause I was going to say yes, apparently and was not well liked. Because I'm sure he did the same thing. Like, there's more fumbles going on out there than in the ninth. And you'd be like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Uh, Okay, so here's Chris's explanation. Dennis Miller gained popularity during the Dana Carvey slash Mike Myers era of Saturday Night Live as the weekend update anchor. He was actually funny and did not have a conservative bent like he does now. He was super snarky and sarcastic, wrote books that I actually used to read and enjoy called Rants, basically angrily mocking people and things that should be mocked. It is disappointing to say the least that he is now a regular guest of Fox News and is basically a Trumpster. Which normally, I know before, I've always been like, oh, we don't want to get political on this show. But if you follow me on Twitter, I speak yeah, I for say, the you probably <laughs> just bl- You probably just blocked him. <laughs> like, I speak for the show when I say those thoughts. So actually, no, those are mine and thoughts and mine alone. Maybe I should clarify that my views don't represent, necessarily represent everyone who appears on this show. It's getting to be a better and better idea. Uh, yeah, Dennis Miller plays the... And he kind of just does his Dennis Miller shtick. Mm. Really. Like he's just kind of a kind of a sarcastic prick and doesn't really do much to help. Yeah, very difficult to see why they were ever in a relationship. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't get it. And they kind of, it's, you know, they start to rekindle that flame. But does he do anything that benefits the situation? Um... He gives her a place to stay. Does does she get her information to the FBI agent eventually? Like, is is it that contact that she makes through him? Does she actually send the final email to him? Oh, that might be right. Yeah. Okay. So he does one helpful thing and then dies. Yeah. They. Uh, they he goes to the hospital for. I've, why, why does he? God, I just watched this. Why does he end up in the hospital? I know they poison him when he's in the hospital. They change his, yeah. Well, they change his prescription using computers. So whatever he prescribed yes. is taking gets switched for penicillin, which he's allergic to. God damn it, computers, man! Everything's in there. I think that's right around the point of the movie where Sandra Bullock almost delivers that monologue to the camera. Mm-hmm. It's after she's been arrested and she's talking to her appointed lawyer, and she basically just monologues to the camera for two minutes about everything's in there. Our bank accounts, our names, our prescriptions, and they can get it, all of it. And I'm sure in 1995, we were all terrified. But now, you look at statistics saying 10 people have their identity stolen every day, and we go, that's not that many. Yeah, I mean, you say we were all terrified, but the lawyer clearly was not even interested. No. (laughs) She was just like, look, I have to defend you. So if this is the nonsense you're going to go forward with, okay. But... (laughs) 
Um, and then she gets bailed out by a fake FBI agent. Who is the, he, he uses the name of the agent that uh, her, her ex-boyfriend slash psychiatrist uh, gave her, Ben Phillips, yeah. I think it was. Um, yeah. We, we, I had to do some backtracking for how they knew that she was with him. Because uh, that's never explicitly stated, but I guess she uses a phone to call him. She gives that phone to a homeless person, and I guess they take the phone and track the call based on that. I maybe. guess. I feel like um, you can just write most of that stuff off as computers. Yeah. There is a reason that I call back to that, though, because when she gave the phone to the homeless person and then uh, the, the British guy, Jack, drives by and sees what's happened, he drops a line, and I was like wait, is that a reference to something else? But no, I think that the movie that I was thinking of was from a similar time. He just says, clever girl. And I instantly oh. thought of Jurassic Park. Oh no, <laughs> Jurassic Park had already come out two years prior. So what you're saying is the net is basically just Jurassic Park. I guess so, yeah. So I'm sure our entire audience minus water is enjoying that. Oh man, we're going to do those movies. It's going to be so good. Uh, I, I actually... I probably shouldn't mention this too loud because she'll murder me, but I have someone in the house who also hasn't seen Jurassic Park. Get the fuck out of here. Oh my God. I mean, there's room for more. <laughs> I don't know if you've listened to the Bill and Ted episode, but we just started floating ideas of what if we literally just brought everybody on for one episode? It's a 10 window chat. <laughs> a six hour episode on by an, I don't know, 1998's Godzilla. I actually don't remember that coming up in that episode, but I still have five minutes left, so maybe it's at the end. It, I think it actually is right at the end. Mm. I'm just actually going to pull up notes because I feel like I probably... Not really. I did well, note that... Let's, yeah, let's, we, I think we've got to pay it off. People are desperate to know how this ends because they're clearly not going to watch it based on what we've said so far. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? We've just spent an hour of her running around trying to tell different people she's Angela Bennett, and I'm going, I don't know who that is. And then Dennis Miller shows up, and we're like, oh, we're going to get some comedy, and yeah. Dennis Miller doesn't really deliver on that. He does not make any obscure references, though. Like, you're more stressed out than that politician who got indicted in the 70s. <laughs> actually, we've, we've done him an injustice here, because he did one more useful thing. He actually moved her mom to an undisclosed location where the British guy can't find her. Yeah, but then that later, doesn't she just straight up call her mom? That's a good point. Seems like a bad move. I did think that at the time. They don't actually pay that off at all, though, do they? Like, nope. they don't... No. Okay. She calls her mom to hope that maybe her mom is not having an episode and can vouch for her, but her mom can't, and that's that. And at that no. point, I guess, Angela Bennett decides she's useless. Oh, no, she's with her at the end. Yeah, so that's true. Yeah. They've, they've, made, they've made peace. Yeah. But yeah, she, she escapes the FBI agent... And now, you know, now she's even more on the run because they put out a thing saying, oh, man, that prostitute Ruth Marks just killed a guy. And yeah, she- so I think, I think it's at this point that the, the whole, the two, the two story arcs, her, hers is obviously the main story and the stuff in the background doesn't really matter that much. But the government story arc, it becomes clear how that's linked to all of the stuff that she's going through. Yeah, there's uh, this billionaire dude who has released Gatekeeper. And Gatekeeper is, you know, our Norton or whatever security stuff we use now. Except Gatekeeper is a very on-the-nose name because it allows you to get in through the gate, the virtual gate. Which even looks kind of like a gate. It's a little pie symbol. Yeah. It is so, it is one step away from just being called Backdoor. (laughs) <laughs> and that's how you know all these companies that are oh gatekeeper they they have the gatekeeper software and wall street's using the gatekeeper software so we know this motherfucker's got every he's got entries to everywhere mm-hmm. and, and they killed the the guy who shot himself at the beginning they set him up because he was trying to take this down yeah he's basically and anything that begins with gay he's against so he, he's anti-gay and he's anti-gatekeeper yeah <laughs> and one of those things is fine it's the gatekeeper. You can be against that, just to be clear. <laughs> so they took him down. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's the shadow plot. And she's got some, you know, she can expose that. That hey, yeah, She's gate- got the evidence now. She's got the inside yeah. track. Gatekeeper is a bad thing. So before, actually, I was going to go right to the computer convention. But before that, we get a classic 90s tense and tension scene that you can't get anymore. But you got a lot in the 90s where someone is desperately waiting for a computer, a meter or a bar on a computer to, to fill before they can l- escape the situation. Uh, she goes to her actual office, pulls a fire alarm, 
and then is using the the computer of what? That's what she does. I know, but I'm just laughing. I've, I, I'll say something in a second. <laughs> and then she uses uh, the, the, the usurper Angela Bennett's computer to do a bunch of really quick, not even really quick. I actually did note that I'm used to hacking in movies being like, whereas this, it's like watching my mom type. Like, <laughs> Hello, my name is Angela Bennett. You're like, no. Hackers came out, I think, almost like the same year. And those yeah, motherfuckers probably, just yeah. go. Do you ever see Swordfish? <laughs> yeah. That's just nonsense typing, but at least it makes it look like, wow, these guys can type real good. They're, they're good at this. <laughs> No, it's, all, it's all mouse work. That's the stuff you're not seeing. Yeah, maybe. I did there actually have a lot this of thought again. Of mouse clicks. It was one of those things where you know you've got your video game consulting again. Where's the hacking consulting firm being like, yes. hey, you're doing that wrong? <laughs> Although I feel like the hacking consulting firm would probably say it is a little more deliberate. So maybe the net is a little more accurate because in sort of yeah, yeah, just yeah. like bracket, 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 and yeah. bracket. This doesn't probably mean anything. But then a bus yeah. flies on it from a helicopter, and you're like, this is the greatest movie I've ever seen. What I was laughing at before is that before the fire alarm gets pulled, she actually goes to a different desk and calls fake Angela Bennett. Uh, fake Angela Bennett stands up and realizes that real Angela Bennett is probably in the office. But in less than a minute later, she's got, on the one hand, fear of being murdered if she lets this information slip versus fear of peer pressure for not vacating the office when a fire alarm goes off and peer pressure wins. Yep. <laughs> so a colleague just comes up and is like, what are you doing? Didn't you hear the alarm? And she has to go. <laughs> but yeah. even if that is your boss, you're a fake employee. Yeah. It's fine. Deal with your fake, your real write-up as a fake employee and deal with the situation. God damn it, you're right. These people are so incompetent. Yeah. Yeah, so she, we get shots of Angela Bennett having to patiently wait, the fake Angela Bennett outside, like, <sighs> waiting, knowing that the real one is up there getting all the deets from her computer. Yeah, she's, she's like, if there's a fire, where's the smoke? <laughs> Which is a fair point. But also, I don't know, yeah. Oh, you're right, I guess you could go back inside. Yeah, to be fair, having done many, many, many fire evacuations at high schools, the kids will throw that line at you every single time. Hmm. Yeah, just wanting to get back in. Yeah, just they just want to get anywhere. back in in case yeah. the student that they're posing as is in there to get the real information off their computers. <laughs> so you're doing, the, you're doing the Lord's work by making sure they can't get back in there and, and catch them. Yeah. So what does she have now? She has access to the mainframe and can go for the go for the kill at this point. Right? Yeah. And so she finds the guy. I forget his name because it's not Angela Bennett or Ruth Marks. But she Jack, finds Jack. out the the British guy. Which guy? Oh, the, the millionaire. Uh, the millionaire. Craig yeah. something or other. Yeah. She finds out that uh, off-brand James Spader is is behind all of this, and then leaves that screen up when she walks away from the computer. You've already come this far. Take one second to mouse click the X so they don't come back and immediately know the knowledge that you have. But we watch as she's trying to get all of it onto a disc and we're watching the little 90s meter fill up. And it made me kind of sad because that's a, a, a tension, a form of movie tension we can't really get anymore. Mm-hmm. But they, you know, we used to see a lot of that. And it's really, really close. Like It is seconds. They are already back in their office. And again, instead of Angela sprinting back to her desk, she kind of just shuffles along. So real Angela Bennett gets away with the info and then goes to the computer convention. Yeah. Because she just needs a computer at this point. Yeah. She just needs a computer. So she goes, and it's a public space. So it's a fairly, you know, that makes sense. And again, her whole plan hinges on these people being bad at what they do. Because she gets on a computer and she's slowly typing this email out to be like, hey, these people did a bad thing, FBI, fix this. And they, how does it work? I know she leaves a disc in there that is completely, her whole situation or her whole plan hinges on them not noticing she's left a disc in the hard drive. Well, no, you see her make a switch just before they arrive. Okay. So they're expecting her to have the disc in there because it's got the information that she's supposedly sending along. But what she does is takes that disc out and puts a virus in, in its place. Yes, okay. Because it keeps cutting to it to, you know, oh, it's still there. Hopefully they don't notice. Mm. And they don't. 
so she gets the inf- she gets the info to the FBI, and then they go, "You got to get shot now." And then uh, once again, another proof of their incompetence. The fake Angela Bennett is disposed of because the Jack British guy shoots her. They're yeah. both well, running you around. Haven't, you haven't mentioned we haven't moved into the gun scene yet because first of all, she somehow tricks them into pressing escape, and when they do that, they start deleting the entire mainframe of Gatekeeper. Yes, the virus that she's using, and she uses that to run away. Yeah, and that's when I realized fake Angela Bennett is not a very good actor because she also deals with it very like they're erasing everything. You need to stop this. I was like, aw, that's too bad. But yes, again, a whole plan hinging on them doing all of the exact wrong things. Yeah. Yeah, so then they then that's when they run after her, and then, yeah, Jack shoots the first woman he sees. Yep. Just not even the first, just the first body he sees, and it's like, <laughs> I did it, and then seems stunned, because you had a 50-50 chance of, that, of you being wrong, and the dice yeah. didn't get rolled in your favor. Yeah. Uh, and then... I didn't know at the time if it was going to be foreshadowing and I rewound it because I found it funny at first. Uh, Angela Bennett opens a door and kind of backs into a fire extinguisher Mm -hmm. and then gives it like a double take and she looks kind of pissed off. So I rewound it because I didn't know either that's foreshadowing that she's going to use it or they caught a mistake on camera where Sandra Bullock backed into a fire extinguisher and got (laughs) mad because she gives it this like the fuck fire extinguisher. But it was foreshadowing because she later she uses it to to smack Jack in the face Mm -hmm. and he goes falling off the side. They're in like the warehouse back behind the scenes part of the convention, which is. Yeah, it looks it looks a bit Terminator 2 back there. Yeah, Uh, he falls. I noted that I don't know if this is true, but I feel like it's rare that you hear the villains scream when they fall to their death. Mm. Maybe that's not true. I can only think of that in Ninja Turtles 3. <laughs> but, you know, Die Hard and a couple others that I now forget that I noted at the time. I don't think Scar and the Lion King screams. Maybe because then it makes it too real. I want to say it happens in Cliffhanger, but I've still got that movie on record and need to finish it. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. That might not actually be true. Mm-hmm. I noted it. Uh, and then, and then she's she's okay, and she's a hero. And at the end, the news is saying thank you to Angela Bennett. Angela, she got Angela Bennett got all of this info to the FBI, and now we know that this other this millionaire ba- billionaire dude, he's a bad dude. Yeah, he's been arrested, and uh, Ruth Marks was found dead. <laughs> oh yes, because Ruth Marks, yeah, that identity is assigned to fake Angela Bennett. I don't know how. I guess. Because Sandra Bullock is good at computers, so I guess she. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe they switched their IDs. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe yeah. that woman was actually into prostitution and narcotics, and that's why she was so incompetent. That's true. He was very ready with that police report, so <laughs> maybe. Uh, and then credits. You know, now go forth, movie watchers, and think about if you want to go and put all your personal info on computers. And we, as a society, said not only do we, but we're going to put more. Mm-hmm. So, I figure in a given day there are three net situations happening in the real world. <laughs> Any, right now, yeah, three seems like an underestimate. Actually, yeah. probably. Oh yeah, I mean they they do those the the life lock or whatever. They have their statistics of. Did you know that? Tw- as I've said this sentence, twenty eight people have had their lives stolen. <laughs> and they should invoke the net more. So I go, oh no, I understand why that's bad. <laughs> also, I completely forgot until we fired this up on Netflix that um, there was a sequel. Yeah, I just read about that. I had no idea. <laughs> I've seen it. Oh. Yeah, it was that era where I feel like I can't even find it on IMDb. That's how. It's called it was, the net, the net two point <laughs> Yeah, and it was from two thousand six, which is when I was working in a video store, and I definitely remember that kind of being the era of sequels that had a a number at the end of it, but have nothing to do with anything other than basically retelling the exact same story, but with actors who cost a lot less. Right. So, yeah, the net two and they did like a Roadhouse two, and all those Bring It On movies, and. This was, I just remember that happening around this time. So I 100% rented the Net 2.0. And yeah, it's, I remember it being the same movie, but it might be kind of interesting to see 2006's tech. But yeah. 
Yeah. Next week? No, I guess we can do it after September. Okay, good. The net 2.0? <laughs> we can just do like... Well, no, that's the other podcast I wanted to do. The direct-to-DVD <laughs> What the Hell Are These Movies podcast. That's a good point, yeah. I just got to once again check check notes. I know I noted one thing I haven't brought up yet. Uh, taking the loss of her purse real well. Yeah, I wrote IRL because when she's she has all these chat room buddies and that's another way we establish in the beginning that she's a loner is because oh, all her friends are on the internet which back then was I think still a stigma but now is probably the most common shit on the planet. Yeah. Uh, she She's one of those people who reads everything she's doing aloud because she knows she's in a movie. <laughs> and no human would ever do that. And at one point, the guy she's chatting with says, we'll need to meet IRL. And she says, we'll need to meet IRL in real life. <laughs> <laughs> you said both? No. To, to be fair to her, I, I, I noticed the ongoing sort of mutterings that she had under her breath. And I think a lot of them did some stuff to move the plot along that the, that the storytelling couldn't do. I actually think she was ad-libbing some of that stuff and it helped. <laughs> that, that is a terrible case, the one that you mentioned there. I also didn't understand why she had the chat set to uh, text-to-speech. Yes, it was <laughs> consistently unsettling. <laughs> Because, it, it, yeah, it's not advanced like we have now. I think you could listen to a Siri and be relatively okay with it. But this was the most 90s, like, I do not know what you are talking about. And it's <laughs> very... It's so computery. And, I, yeah, I don't know why she didn't click that to off. Yeah, but this whole chat was how obviously how British Jack found out all about her and what she likes. He was just... I always remembered that he was in there as one of the character names we see, but I guess not. I guess they just hacked it and he was yeah. anonymous. What but... actually does come of her meeting IRL? I don't remember now. Um, oh, when she wants to go meet Cyber Bob. Jack yeah. goes to Cyber Bob's apartment and kills him is the implication. Oh, <laughs> yes. Just... Because Cyber Bob... <laughs> I think what I'm saying is right. They can't see you shaking your head. <laughs> they can hear me sighing. <laughs> Cyber Bob, you have to assume, doesn't want people to know his crazy secret Cyber Bob identity. But they go to his apartment and are able to identify which, number, which apartment to call up to because there's a sticker next to it that is the exact same as his online avatar. And his real name is Bob. Yep. <laughs> Bob Fox or something like that. Yep. Jesus Christ, Bob. It's not as though it was an apartment mandate. Not everyone, no one else has their pi- a picture next to their name. <laughs> and it was probably one of the eight generic pictures you could choose in that particular chat room. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. I completely forgot about that. That they find him because he just one step away from just shouting his name from a window. To be fair, they, they track his IP address to a rough location. So Yes, but they could have gotten to the door and been like, well, which one is he? Yeah. Probably would have killed them all at that point, though. So, I guess. But I mean, I actually would have appreciated that more because it shows they're ruthless and efficient. But the way it stands now is it's just more evidence that they're largely just bumbling idiots who get lucky a lot of the time or unlucky. That's definitely the case. Yeah. Yeah. They're all pretty stupid. I also one- noted that one of the big action beats is her jumping over a bridge as it rises. One of the oh, separating yeah. bridges. That's yeah. the big action beat. Is she yeah. runs and jumps and then the and other it, guy and if, does If he maintained to. his speed, that car would have been fine. Oh, totally. The fact that he pauses for a few seconds then makes it impossible for him to chase it. But if he just carried on, he would have been fine. Yep. Once again. People's no people skills, no, no real world skills. So people no. are bad at this. It's funny that the one thing that I always remember from this film is uh, the website from the initial virus that she detects. The Mozart oh, thing. Mozart's ghost. Yeah, that plays a much bigger role in the movie in my mind than it does in the actual movie. Yeah, it's they, just they the website it. they find it on. Yeah, the tour page of this band, Mozart's Ghost. Yeah, why is it there? <laughs> Uh, I just had another thought about their incompetence and I lost it. <laughs> Talking about the bridge, maintaining speed. Hmm. Were, you thinking of, were you thinking of speed? No. Because <laughs> maintaining speed to get over a bridge is, is definitely <laughs> a factor mm. in that movie. 
it'll come it'll hopefully come back to me but it was yeah just another example of oh um it was about the 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 government guy or the congressman or whatever the guy who they got to kill himself by changing his test results mm-hmm. then they're like well and then in, his autopsy came back and he was fine seems like they should have also somehow altered the autopsy results because then there are immediately there should be suspicions yeah of this guy shot himself because he had positive tested positive for aids but he didn't have it but so it's someone weird. They, probably did something. When you look at what they actually doctored, they put in a sentence to say, yeah, those results we gave him, they weren't real. That's what they actually altered the file to suggest. <laughs> I, 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 I get that they weren't prepared for this situation. So it would be like if you and I joined a hacker group and then all of a sudden had to do this, we'd just be like, I don't know what I'm doing. Actually, that was in good perspective. We'd be way worse than they were. I'd like to think we would have made a few better choices. I definitely would have told you to type up her fake police report right away. But with the ruthlessness, we'd be struggling, I think. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's true. As soon as it came to, like, we should go to Cyber Bob's house and shoot him, it's like, um... Mm. Yeah, we probably won't be able to find him. Never mind. <laughs> He's not going to say anything. Make a threatening phone call. Did you change your voice? No? Fuck. <laughs> I think those were all my notes for the net. Yeah, that's pretty much everything I have too. Um, so then what does that all amount to? Are you recommending this movie to anyone? <laughs> it's one of the rare times on this show where I felt like something didn't hold up terrifically well. And I don't want to say that because obviously it's tech from 1995 and it's easy to spend the whole movie going, ah, this is look at how dumb all this is. That's not the movie's fault that, you know, and plenty of movies with ancient technology of age, just fine. I think my biggest complaint is that it's just kind of too long. Mm. Uh, it's, a, it's, I t- tweeted about this. I don't think I've actually said this on the show three of the four Sandra Bullock movies we watched this month are exactly 115 minutes, which is kind of weird. The only one that isn't is Practical Magic is 10 minutes shorter, but the other three are 115 minutes long. You chose to ignore my conspiracy theory on this when I sent some basic math your way. Was it the number 23 thing? Yeah, it's divisible by 23. 115. And even if it was 32, if you flip 32, 32 (laughs) flipped is 23. If anyone is wondering if we're ever going to do an episode on the number 23, we're not, because there's no way that thing holds up at all, because it was always kind of bad. But well, but but we have to now, sure. I kind of want to do a number 23 episode. <laughs> uh, again, I, I think I've said, I have, I'm pretty sure I mentioned this before. It's hard to remember now, but at uh, my wife and I at our wedding, all of the table names were movies that we watched early in our relationship, and one of them was the number 23. So you could be assigned to sit at the number 23 table at our wedding. There was that one, and the, 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 the my two favorites were uh, Friday the 13th Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan was a table, because we watched all of those movies, but I was like, the, the stupidest one is if we have to put that name. Uh, and it was fun to stand by the table assignment thing and have people go, which one are we at? It's like, we're at the first 15 minutes of Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. <laughs> Like that was the one thing I was given free reign over. I was like, yeah, fine. It's it's a harmless enough idea that you can do it. But uh, yeah, the number 23 was definitely a table. Nice. Well, um, as far as my thoughts on this movie, I it won't be the last time I watch it. I, I still love it as much as I did before, but I can't really justify it with any good reasoning. Yeah. Um, full disclosure, OG Sam considered joining us here today. Uh, she messaged about it yesterday and said, I haven't seen it. And I don't know. I was like, well, you'd have to watch it tonight. And then this morning I asked her, did you actually, in case we need to bring you in? And she said, no. And I, my response was, it was probably the right call. <laughs> to me, this felt like a two nighter and we didn't, uh, we did it all in one, in one straight shot. But I just, I still like, I should clarify. I still enjoyed watching the movie. I think there's some good, tension in there and it's still even 25 years later the relatable stressful situation of Mm -hmm. i can't prove that i'm me and you're all saying i'm not and this sucks but i think the first bit where she's on holidays just kind of 
boring. Like, I think you could almost just that right out of the movie. I know it's there for character building, but I feel like the opening scene of her in her apartment establishes more about her, what we need to know about her as a person than the next 30 minutes do when she's on holiday. Yeah, but like, when, when else are you going to see her in a bikini? That is true, actually. <laughs> I guess Gravity... I think right. she was in her underwear in that movie. I haven't um, seen that one. Really? Oh, maybe yeah. we should have... Nah. Well, I mean, when we talk about what we're currently enjoying, maybe I can link to why I'm probably not going to see this one. <laughs> All right. Um, and then it, once she gets back and it starts to pick up, sure, but I think the Dennis Miller stuff is kind of whatever. Like, again, mm-hmm. I think... I, I get that, you know, she needs somebody there. She needs a confidant. And Dennis Miller's shtick doesn't age great, but there's a lot of just that middle chunk of the movie where not much is happening. So So get rid of the start, get rid of the middle, get rid of some of the start. I just, (laughs) yeah, it's a two hour movie that in my opinion could have been, and you know, I'm not a movie maker, but I feel like this could have been like a lean 90 minutes and it would have been super good. There's just a lot of filler. Yeah, that's true. But overall it's, it's worth a watch, but you know, it's on Netflix if you're, you know, browsing around Netflix, but, you know, don't throw money at it, really. <laughs> in, the, in the grand ranking, I guess I'm the only person who can do this because I'm the only one who's going to be on all four episodes. But so <laughs> far, it's Demolition Man, The Net, although shit's about to get interesting because now it's the movies I haven't seen. Yeah, I, I think that you're going to find Demolition Man will be top of the pile from these four. Uh, I won't say what any... I've, I, we have watched Practical Magic, but I refuse right. to say any thoughts here. Yeah, about where that will fall. So, mm-hmm. uh, as though I'm, as though I don't know, Rob, what's something you're currently enjoying? <laughs> something that you forced me to buy. It felt like you just you pestered me and pestered me, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, I probably should buy this. Tony Hawk's one and two, the remasters. Uh, I'm still playing one. I'm not playing two. Yeah, it's me too. Great. And it's, it's weird how much badgering it took. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I loved the Tony Hawk games. Oh, well, here's a really well-reviewed remaster of some of the best ones. Eh, eh, I don't know. Are you playing any other games right now? No, I beat the one I was playing. Get this? Eh. <laughs> it just feels like a, a big commitment to get a new game for me. It's different for you because I feel like you, you get a lot of games, so then it mm. just becomes the norm. Not like you're probably as... playing something new every other week, I would think. Me? I don't know. Not every other week. Still more than I'm playing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm enjoying it, and I'm. It's, it was weird. I picked up the controller, and I was just as good as, it, as I left off in Tony Hawk's 3 back in the day. Uh, so that's been fun. But, oh, my God, is motion sickness just killing me. Like, 20 minutes, and my temperature goes up by about 5 degrees, and my head's spinning, and I just have to stop. And for the same reason, gravity is probably a non-starter. Probably. Like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I think I was half joking when I told you you just got to keep playing and power through it. I think that is what you, you know, that's what eventually your body will just build up a tolerance. It's like when we got the VR headset and the first few times you you feel woozy, but eventually you you get adjusted to it. Yeah, no, that's never how it's been, how it works for me. If I keep going, I puke. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I am also currently enjoying Tony Hawk 1 and 2. Although I had the opposite experience of you where I think the last one I really spent a lot of time with was four. I played a little underground and then I don't think I played anything after underground, Mm -hmm. but I was pretty good and I am bad at Tony Hawk. Now (laughs) I've done all the goals in the first three and I just got a bronze in the first competition. So, and that's when I stopped because I feel like I can do way better. I'm going to go try again, but Mm -hmm. Oh my god, my soul dies a little bit every time I go up a ramp and just skid down on my knees, and it happens <laughs> a lot. So I'm just now starting to get... I feel like maybe back in the day, all I did was hit buttons and hope, whereas right. now I'm actually trying to do, like, okay, this button and this button does this. Then I'm going to land and revert, and then I'm going to go into a manual, and I'm going to go over there and grind, versus just, I'm going to keep going up this ramp, holding right and B, hoping that does something cool. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you're catching me up. I, uh, I've done that level and got gold, um, and I'm on the next level, but the, some of the challenges on the next one are a nightmare. Oh, it's taking me forever. Which one is it again? I know I, I did one round of it. I got like the first score and a combo. And that was yeah, it. I, think it, I think it's downtown. It is downtown, yep. yeah. Yeah, some Man, of them are nightmarish. That mall level is so fun. Yeah, I forgot about how cool. fun that mall level is. And I like that it's basically just a straight line. Yeah. I spent most of yesterday playing the the medals thing. I'd already got gold, but I'm trying to get everything. So there's those little Activision symbols that are spinning. Uh, oh, and the, one yeah. on that, the one on that level is a nightmare to get. So I think the entire Bill and Ted episode that I was listening to, I was just trying to get that one thing <laughs> and failing. I still haven't got it. I have not tried that yet. I've got them in the... I don't think I got one in the, the one in Warehouse, actually. I've gotten the other two. Hmm. The V, you mean? Like the yeah. yeah. I didn't get the one at the school. It was in. It was up on a roof somewhere. And I, I got that one. That. Oh, nice. Um, what do they do? Is it just Nothing. a cool thing? I think to it's get? just like a collectible, oh, like okay. yeah, complete the game type deal. Gotcha. Mm. Um, also, I'll throw another. I guess a. Hmm, or should I save this one for the next time? Yeah, you should gonna, save yours definitely. I'm going to save it because on Demolition Man, I opted not to give one because I didn't want to mm. say Tony Hawk because I knew I was going to say Tony Hawk today. Yeah. So I'll save the one other thing I have in my arsenal for when my wife and I do Practical Magic probably like tonight. So. Nice. I've got one more that I probably won't get a chance to mention. I'm reading Salem's Lot, finally. Oh, that's a good book. Yeah. Um, well, I remember that it linked into The Dark Tower, but it's been a couple of years now since those books are, I guess, a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I, remember really, uh, I remember really enjoying that one. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. He, he manages to give this like small world feel to all of his books, no matter how big a scale they're set on. It's weird. I mean, I don't want to you know, do, be too controversial on this, but I think Stephen King's a talented writer. <laughs> Although now that I've started discovering other horror writers, it kind of makes me a little sad to go in a horror section at a bookstore and just see, you know, this is basically just the Stephen King section. But yeah. More on that to come. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess that's the net. Mm-hmm. A little bit more to say about it than I thought we would. <laughs> uh, LikeThisPodcast.com is a website where I am hoping soon. I know I promise. I guess we'll see because I promised it in the Demolition Man episode and this one won't go up for a few days. So we'll see if I took action in the time between these episodes. Um, I'm intending to add a review section that will basically just be a written form of something you are currently enjoying. And I have a review written of the new Battletoads game for the Xbox. I just (laughs) have to build a section and put it up. That's all I need to do. So, God, I hope I did it (laughs) in the next six (laughs) days before this goes up. Yeah, the site looks pretty sweet. I like it. Um, I also need to add, I just realized I need to add the Demolition Man episode uh, to the site. But Seems like people are finding it. I don't know. This thing keeps having crazy spikes every now and then. So if you're a new listener, thank you. Let me know how you found us at likethispodcast at gmail.com. We did actually get an email. Dylan emailed about the Bill and Ted episode, but it's a very visual email. So I think I'm just going to post that to social media. But he sent a a percentage breakdown of the slang that they use in those movies Mm. as sort of an overall, like what percentage of it is them saying excellent. And it's, it's actually kind of, it's a, it's a, one of those things where I'm surprised someone did the legwork, but I'm happy they did. (laughs) So I think rather than describe it, I'm just going to post that, uh, that image. So thank you to Dylan for sending in that. Uh, You can go over to Patreon and whip some money at us so I can get an external hard drive or a new mic or, just help me pay to rent movies on <laughs> on Xbox. Uh, that external hard drive is becoming very important. So, uh, what are the other things? Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're on all of those things. All of the links are in the in the profile. And Rob, what's a thank you, to Rob, for talking about the net? I feel like we've been planning a net episode for at least a year and a half. So it's cool yeah, to, I think that's true. Yeah. To knock it out. And what's a good closing line from the net that'll take us out? Oh, I need to prepare for these more. You sometimes spring this on me. I Not really. It's usually this exact thing. Who is Cyberbob? Who is Cyberbob? I mean, we know. <laughs> look, for, look for the idiot who put his online avatar next to his place of residence. So everyone out there, remember... 
you could do a better job at being a shadow organization than these guys do. So go for your goals and reach for your dreams. And the September arc bus does not stop, except we're not doing speed. <laughs> Continue to remember that we are not doing speed. So join us next time for either witches or the fourth movie we're doing. What are we doing? What's the fourth? Murders. Movie? Join us for witches, murders, maybe both. I haven't seen those movies, except you know I have. <laughs> so see you next time. So for all those things nostalgic, I asked to do.